Hello and welcome to the Cat Master Chronicles. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from cat owners about well-being. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, the founder of Chatty Cats Care, a professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with cat owners about their individual journeys. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. This episode is brought to you by Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Hello and welcome to the Cat Mass Day Chronicles episode 18. This week we are joined by Rose Stanton. She is an area manager at Medivet and a huge animal lover, but she has a special connection with cats in particular. I have known Rose for a number of years now as we previously worked together and it's no surprise that animals warm to her kind nature and love. She is a cat mum to a handsome white tabby cat called Ollie. He is definitely a photogenic cat and it's clear from all of Rose's social media posts that he is very loved and spoiled rotten. She also has a regular garden visitor who is a local black and white cat and their bond is so cute. Rose's love for her fur babies doesn't stop there. She also recently rescued a little fur baby kitten called Dora and I am so excited to hear all about her in this chat. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining us today, Rose. Could you please tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Hi, well, what an introduction. My God, (laughs) I could have that every day. (laughs) Um, Hi, everyone. So yeah, as Michelle said, um, I'm an area manager for a veterinary company. Um, So I manage a particular region. Um, so it's quite a hands-on role um, in the practices quite a lot so any excuse to have some cuddles with any of the fur babies um, I've been in that role for nearly five years now and prior to that I did um, I did go into nursing um, I didn't qualify because it's it's a very emotional um, very emotionally taxing job um, it's not for everyone so I just I give my team members such credit for doing it but um, going into the management role I was able to have sort of best of both worlds um, and yeah my love for cats kind of stemmed from god since I was born really my mum and dad got our family cats before I was born um, and they were just my little soulmates growing up um, and then when we unfortunately lost them um, we didn't have a cat for quite a while um, just through sheer grief really mm-hmm. um but after a while the house just wasn't the same without a cat it was just soulless um and then ollie came in as a stray when i was working at the vet it's on a saturday and we didn't really have a strict protocol back then for strays this was years ago so he was kind of our little practice cat um mm-hmm. and just fell in love with him and and yeah brought him home so he's been with us for 15 years now um i moved out of my family home last December and I was actually just distraught just through leaving him (laughs) Mm -hmm. um I couldn't bring him with me I mean he's literally a five minute walk around the corner um but yeah I I was in bits um it should be a happy occasion (laughs) um getting your first home but no I I was just in absolute bits (laughs) Mm -hmm. though I still see him regularly and then now we've got Dora. Um, so she was brought in with her twin brother when they were around two weeks old. Um, extremely malnourished, um, really anemic through the amount of fleas they had. 
Um, so my head nurse at our 24-hour hospital, she um, hand-reared them. She's an incredible foster mum. She takes in so many kittens. She's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was hand-rearing um, Dora and her brother, but unfortunately um, her brother passed away quite suddenly. It's, it's so hard when they're so small and have a tough start. Um, so we've got Dora home now and touch wood. She's doing absolutely amazingly. She's running me ragged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a cheeky little thing. So we're just um, waiting for a little friend for her now for a little companion. So, yeah. Oh, cute. How old is she? She is coming up to eight weeks. Oh, so she, she looks so tiny. Yeah. She's so tiny, but what she makes, she makes up for size with her cheekiness. And oh, ferocious appetite um <laughs> yeah she she's a character that's for sure we're very blessed to have her oh that's sweet um I know like I feel the same when you were talking about um kind of the nursing role I really don't think I could do it myself either like I'm quite it's screamish. so tough yeah Oh, I can imagine. And like, you have to be very resilient, emotional. Like my sister oh. works as a nurse as well in um, Great Ormond yeah. Street. So with children. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. So and yeah, like I take my hat off to, to anybody that, that can, can work in those kind of environments. Because oh, absolutely. It's, you know, when I, when I interview people, I almost put them off the job <laughs> um, <laughs> because they have to have an expectation of, of how tough the job is. It's, mm. it's incredibly rewarding, obviously. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a very difficult job emotionally and physically and people need to, you know, be aware of that when, when going into the profession. Yeah. So as, as um, your role as an area manager, um, can you tell us a bit about what you do? So you said you, you kind of interview potential nurses what else do you do yeah so it's a bit of everything really mm. um it's, it's quite varied the role um it's mainly we're mainly involved with the nurses um we have um, the regional directors that are more um kind of managing the vets um so we're very hands-on with, with the nurses um general sort of guidance feedback obviously recruitment recruiting nurses yeah and we're involved in hr um marketing so yeah it's it's very varied um but you know i think the main thing for me is support um yeah just kind of being there for the team someone to talk to um and especially where i've kind of worked in practice as well i've got that um you know insight that i can kind of empathize with them Definitely. Yeah. No, it's, it's and the main thing also is, as well is, um, you know, just ensuring our clinical standards are, are where they should be um, and patient care and staff care as well. Um, you know, if you've got a happy team, then you've got happy patients. Um, you know, people don't go into this profession for the pay um, or, or the lifestyle. As I said, it's, it's so difficult and these guys work so incredibly hard because they're so dedicated to their animal welfare um and yeah I just take my hat off to to everyone in the profession especially through the pandemic right now as well oh me too definitely um even with my cat recently we took him to the vet and just to get his nails clipped because he's an elderly cat and I I don't feel too confident and neither does my mum really with with that job but we make sure we kind of give the the nurses a tip as well just to say thank you for for doing that because like 
Yeah, because I feel like, you know, they do so much, like you just said, and yeah, they yeah. deserve, they deserve more. So um, they, they do. And I don't think, yeah. that, you know, a lot of people understand kind of what goes on behind the scenes, just what they are doing, um, you know, day in, day out. I mean, nine times out of 10, you know, they bless them, never get a full lunch break because it is so oh. full on. And through COVID, it's just been, it's been crazy. Um, I think where people have been at home a lot more, they've actually noticed um, things on their animals that perhaps they wouldn't have before. And, and not okay. through the day. Yeah. Um, you know, they're at home more. So they're thinking, oh, you know, Fluffy's going to the toilet quite a lot. Is, is that normal? Um, mm. You know, or oh, felt a little lump here. How long's that? You know, so, which is, which is great. You know, people are noticing more things about their pets and, um having it investigated yeah definitely but I can imagine them the nurses are now getting inundated with so many like requests and checkups and yeah. oh it's yeah it's it's just been since March it's been so full-on for them yeah it's been crazy oh my goodness well I hope that things can slowly you know progress back to normal hopefully yeah I've been reading, sadly, that a lot of people at the beginning of lockdown were abandoning pets due to the fear of them getting COVID, which now sounds really ridiculous. Has yeah. any of your branches had any of those kind of issues? No, we've been very lucky. Okay. Um, we haven't had, I can't think off the top of my head throughout this whole time, any cases of abandonment um, or anything like that. Um, as I said, if anything, our clients have been more um, on it with their pets and, mm. and noticing things. And and yeah, um, no, they've they've been fantastic. To be fair, oh, brilliant! That's good. Yeah, which is brilliant. lovely. And um, is there anything our listeners and pet owners who are listening can do right now to support their local vets? Do you have any like advice for people? You know, I spoke about giving you know a tip to to the nurse do you know what what goes a long way is in i know it sounds ridiculous but just a thank you um Mm. leaving a review as well if you've had a positive experience leaving a a review um you know on a facebook page or any kind of social media a positive review just goes such a long way and it's it really means a lot just a simple heartfelt thank you it it really does and i think just you know just understanding what they're up against um and and yeah just kind of taking that minute to think about what they're going through at the minute um and that you know they are are there for the pets and as I said just a heartfelt thank you goes a really long way yeah and you know the last thing they need now with somebody who's really negative or rude and they're all they're doing is just trying to help so um exactly and you know, if if you if they need their dog's booster done, for example, um, and you know it can't get done that day, um, you know, have a just got there's so much leeway on things like that. It doesn't have to be that way. And again, just that that understanding really, um, and kind of giving them a bit of a break. Bless them. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, is there a need for cat adoption or foster care right now? And how can the listeners? apply if there's any kind of need for that um i'd say the best thing would be going through cats protection directly um 
our head nurse um, at the 24-hour centre, she works with them. So she fosters all of the kittens. Um, we had quite a few um, around six to eight weeks ago. She had quite a lot. She's rehomed them all. Um, but they always get rehomed through Cats Protection. So like myself with Dora, I had a call from Cats Protection, um, did um, a home check, you know, sent photos over because obviously it has to be all virtual at the minute. Um, you know, so those checks are still really important that those cats are still going to the right home. Um, so, yeah, if anyone is keen on fostering, you know, there's so many cats out there, you know, um, then I would approach Cats Protection directly. OK, brilliant. Um, are, they, are they on social media as well? Do you know? um they have a website and obviously they've got a contact um section on the website so it'd probably be easy just to go through that yeah okay brilliant brilliant um what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about adopting a cat obviously you just took in you know a little kitten who was underweight and you said she had uh fleas as well so if somebody wanted to take a kitten who might be like in a similar position what advice Mm -hmm. could you give them I think just think about your home life right now. Um, you know, a lot of people through COVID got a lot of new pets. Um, they might not necessarily work from home all the time, but suddenly they are. And that pet is now used to them being at home a lot. Um, so I would say, you know, still try to go out and where feasible, where applicable, leave that pet so they get used to you being away and that they don't get separation anxiety mm-hmm. because that's what we're quite worried about at the end of this are we going to have potential behavioural um, problems where the pets are just pining um, when people have gone back to work so I would think about you know the future and what your home lifestyle is going to be rather than the right now Um, that would probably be the best bit of advice Um, and also finances um, you know especially if you get a stray stray kitten um, you know to the cats protection adoption fees 95 pounds um, but that includes microchip first vaccination and spay but then everything after that so we highly you know recommend people get insurance from a young age so that god forbid if anything did happen you don't then have to worry about finances and um kind of going down the road of charities and having to rehome yeah definitely thank you so much for that rose because i think that's a really good piece of advice actually um and that's definitely something to to take on board because i think people like you mentioned they think about the here and now and not the future yeah. and it's so easy that we've kind of accepted this is our new normal but things yeah. will change you know and you will go Absolutely. back to work and I've worked like when I've been cat sitting I've worked with some cats who have that kind of separation anxiety and then they've done things while the owner's been away and I've been looking after them such as ripping up the carpet or doing a few naughty yeah. <laughs> things I mean that's that's what's going to happen and that's what you should kind of expect yeah. as well that you know furniture might get damaged they might pee yeah. on something out of like sheer anger that you left them yeah yeah so um yeah yeah. that that is yeah that's definitely yeah I'll just think of six months down the line how is your home life going to look and kind of go with that really rather than right now you're at home you want a companion which is completely fair enough you know some people out there is so incredibly lonely Mm. um and you know my heart goes out to people that are living on their own at the moment Mm. um but just yeah kind of think about in six months perhaps where you might be 
Definitely. So I guess in the UK, we're actually quite lucky that there isn't so much of an issue with strays or street animals in comparison to some parts of Europe. I know that you are a Greek island lover. Um, can you tell <laughs> yeah. us? Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about why you love it there so much? I mean, I've been going to Greece since I was really small. Very fortunate. Mum and dad taking us on, on lovely holidays there um, and just, yeah, have this absolute affinity with Greece. Um, so much so got married there last year. Um, but this one particular place, it's just it's beautiful and there's so many cats there. Um, but what's lovely is the cats are so um, well cared for. Um, mm. I cannot think of the 14 years I've been going to this place of ever seeing a malnourished cat. Um, all the shopkeepers um, always put food and water out for them. Obviously the tourists, um, they're so well kept. So it's not, I remember going to Crete once when I was very little and I saw a kitten just on the side of the road, just discharged from its eyes, its nose, someone had put a kebab next to it and I just I broke down in tears just begging my dad to take it with me and I think he probably would have (laughs) um it's just yeah but where where I go it's lovely the cats are absolutely perfect yeah so what is your favorite part of Greece and why um so it's a little um harbour town on the mainland it's northern greece it's opposite um corfu Mm. and it's just got a real island feel um it's got a beautiful sort of fort up the top loads of amazing restaurants i mean the greek food there i've just i've never had anything like it beautiful beaches and where we've been going there for so many years um everyone knows us but it's just a genuine feel of friendship um and yeah we can't wait to go back next year (laughs) oh that's lovely so um when you're when you're there in Greece um do you feed the cats and what is it like there for you when you go um I will genuinely if I see any teeny tiny ones I will get food for them um but as the local shopkeepers they normally they always put food and water out for them um so it's not like we're in a situation where the food that I give them is the only bit of food they might have for a month um it will just be as an extra little treat um there's yeah there's always food and water out and about for the cats but yeah I, I do always get food for them just give them a little treat Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I found like when I went to Greece as well, um, I went to Santorini and I felt like the the cats that were near the fishermen and near kind of more civilization, they looked mm. okay. They looked like they were being yeah. fed. And I met some lovely shopkeepers as well who were yeah. feeding so many cats and it was lovely. Like I bonded so much. I would even go back over there to do a podcast episode actually because it's amazing. I remember seeing the they photos. Do. They looked incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there were a few cats that I found that were in like some, I guess, suburban parts where not a lot of people really go to. Um, <clears throat> And there I found the cats that, that were really, really thin yeah. and quite sick. So it's heartbreaking. Uh, it is. It is really heartbreaking. But, you know, you have to try and do your best. Luckily, there are actually some uh, good vets out there as well. And I managed yeah. to find um, a neutering program for, for a few of the cats that I found. So I'm yeah. glad that I was able to kind of do that for them while, while I was Absolutely. out there. Um, 
but yeah do you do you think more can be done like can more be done about these kind of situations and and the stray animals yeah of course I mean um you know just having a larger neutering program um in these countries I think a lot of it is education and culture Mm. um change you know it's, it's such a thing isn't it you know greek cats um but for the health aspect especially you know of the toms um mm. they're not going to live a, a very long life bless them so just simply having that neutering would really help prolong their life um and you know with with the females as well they don't have seasons like dogs um they just continuously breed um which is which is why they've just got such large numbers out there so having an extensive you know large nutrient program would just be so beneficial definitely definitely and like you said it it does come down to education but I feel like in Greece like I feel like as the time has gone on like more people are understanding um the importance of of neutering and and helping the cats and, and controlling I guess the the large colonies of cats who are stray and sick um because not only is it a problem that they're kind of breeding I guess but they are also spreading diseases among each other which isn't good at all um so yeah I'm hoping that there's there's more people out there reaching out there I think that a few more charities are starting as well I know I've heard of a few that are popping up in Greece so I'm glad that that people are are taking action now so that's a really positive thing um I I remember oh sorry sorry, I was in Mykonos recently um and yeah I have to say there were a number of cats there that just oh they looked so poorly um again just obviously severe cat flu um you know awful discharge from their noses from their eyes um it just yeah it wasn't it wasn't pleasant to see yeah it's heartbreaking isn't it um but all you can do is just try to give them that little bit of love and maybe if you've got some food on you then give them a bit of food as well because I'm sure they would you know really appreciate that um and as well it's not I can't say that it's completely that you know the locals fault at all because there's just so many cats that they they can't help every cat either exactly so um yeah uh mm-hmm. I remember reaching out to you when I was on a student program in Turkey. I don't know if you remember. I do um, remember that. Yeah. yeah. I rescued a tiny, very weird yeah, kitten. Yeah, and um I was quite scared and um it was difficult as well to find local support out there in Turkey. Um because I think with Greece there's kind of like it's known as the cat island but in very certain much. parts of, yeah in turkey it was very like a rural farm kind of yeah. place where i was staying so there wasn't so much kind of educational knowledge around cats like cats were that for example there were no shops that sold cat food at all um to get some no. i had to, yeah i had to go into the city which was about mm. an hour journey on the bus um and i actually did it just to get some cat food for these cats. <laughs> yeah um 
And I was thinking, who do I know who could possibly help advise me right now? And I got in touch with you. And I remember the advice you gave me and it really helped actually. Um, Yeah, sadly, you know, I did everything that you kind of told me to do. So I went to a local shop, I got some chicken breasts, I cooked it and um, I kind of tore it into like little shreds for the kitten got some water for her as well and um, but she was just so um thin yeah I think she had like quite a few diseases and sicknesses as well so there wasn't much I tried to even like give her a little wipe down as well because um she had diarrhea so that was all over her fur oh, yeah so it was heartbreaking that young yeah and with so many ailments already um you know even even the sort of anemia from the fleas is just so detrimental to them um when they're that poorly that young it's it's so difficult to recover them from that um which is just so sad it is it was heartbreaking because I'd wake up I actually um so I looked after her I kept her I wasn't allowed to keep her in the house but I had like this balcony that was um just outside of the bedroom um and I made like a little bed with a box I I remember seeing photos yeah yeah sweet and I'd literally like wake up as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'd go and check on her, see if she was still yeah. there, if she was okay. And she was for the first like few days. And I was so happy to like see her fine. And then like, cause I had to kind of leave cause I was studying. So I'd be at like the, the college studying most of the day. Um, so sadly I couldn't be there as much as I wanted to be. And then I remember one evening I came back and she was gone and I literally looked everywhere it was dark outside I had like the light on my camp like the light on my phone trying to find her I didn't even have a name for her like I made up this name for her I was just calling any (laughs) random name and just like making little like um kissy noises to try and get her to come but like I I I heard something but it was a another stray cat actually that was quite local but yeah because she was so you know what in in those situations you just have to think that in her short little life, she had a good few days of a nice warm bed, cuddles and, and some food. Yeah. Which she wouldn't have necessarily had. No, definitely. Definitely. I mean, what kind of advice would you give to someone in that same situation? Just because the listeners, they don't really know what you told me and like I can't really remember either too much. But what would you what would you say to someone who kind of found a kitten and was in that same situation? I mean, obviously, it you know, the, the age, it depends on the age. Um, if it's so, so, so small, I wouldn't advise kind of intervening yet because it may be that the mum's just off um you know getting food or something um so I would kind of sit and observe um as long as you know the kitten isn't in any obvious danger um just to make sure that yeah mum isn't hasn't just gone away for an hour and then sort of coming back um but obviously if the cat is around sort of eight nine weeks obviously it's not going to be with its mum anymore and it is just in a really poor state then I'd obviously try to seek any kind of veterinary advice if there is anyone around um and just try to you know keep it as comfortable and warm as you can um I wouldn't sort of overfeed it because that might be just a shock to the system and might actually make the cat vomit even more which would cause dehydration so kind of little and often 
um, I would say. Um, not any ham products or anything like that because they're very salty. Um, so very much sort of, you know, chicken breast um, and just water. Um, but, you know, if, if anyone is very concerned, I would try to, you know, contact your hotel, see if there are any sort of, you know, veterinary professionals or rescue centres around. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I actually tried to look for some vets, but actually there were there were none at all um, around the area. It would have been like maybe a five hour drive to get to yeah, one. Yeah, it's such a shame. Yeah, it is. It is. But like you said, I'm happy I kind of did what I did because, you know, if I made the last few days of that little kid's exactly. life comfortable and happy, I'm I'm happy with that as well exactly that's what you have to hold on to yeah definitely um so moving on to something a bit more positive your handsome um tabby ollie you told us a little bit more yeah you told us a bit about him at the beginning um can you tell us a bit more about him your journey together if he has any funny little quirks or habits and what is he? oh yeah he is dopey as they come um (laughs) he clinically is fine but there's just yeah he's um he's not right bless him uh, there was a time when my mom was on the phone and it was a phone with a cord at that point and in the cord was going from the phone over to where she was on the chair across the floor <laughs> and it must have been no more than about 10 centimeters off the floor and um, ollie's a tall cat and he just came up to the cord and was like tilting his head side to side. Like, oh, what do I do here? And we're like, Ollie, step over, step over. And he just wasn't hearing any of it. So then mum lifted the cord up and then he stepped over nothing, thinking <laughs> the cord was still there. I was like, oh, darling, bless you. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> there was another time when uh, my dad was painting the side kitchen door that has his cat flap on it. He's got it in the garden and he's got it on its side um but the other way around and the garden's quite big you know Ollie comes walking up to the the door instead of walking around it he goes through the cat flap sideways of the garden it's just yeah he's oh my gosh we we love him he's um he doesn't really like other cats or any other animals for that matter um Mm. my guinea pig larry absolutely loved him um (laughs) he always used to go up to him and ollie would just look at him with disdain um (laughs) and then when we we had ducklings um because the mum sadly got killed um so we had read some ducklings one year and uh he was scared of the ducklings they used to come chirping up to the the hutch and he would absolutely just do a runner yeah he's, (laughs) he's a special little boy but um, no, he's gorgeous. Where he's getting a bit older now, we've noticed that when we've gone away on family holidays, we will, we'll have a neighbour come in and feed him, you know, sort mm. of twice a day. Um, but when my dad retired, he's obviously used to having someone around quite a lot now. Mm. Um, so when we went on a family holiday, he just, he wasn't himself. Um, so now we obviously have to be really conscious of of where we go and for how long because we just don't want him feeling um you know any anxiety or anything like that really but he's um he's not we don't know his first year of life we got him when he was about a year old we don't think he was um socialized because he he will never sit on you he isn't very um you know sort of affectionate being on you he is in his own little way 
um you know when you're in bed he'll kind of sit between your legs or sit under your arm he'll never sit on you or sit on a sofa I've always tried to get him on the sofa (laughs) um but yeah so we don't know what happened in in his first year bless him but he's he's landing on his feet he's incredibly spoiled and I wouldn't have it any other way (laughs) (laughs) I know I love the photos that you post of him I'm just like oh Oh, I'm just honestly I just I went um my my parents were out yesterday um and it was my birthday and I thought I've never had a birthday without seeing him so I let myself in and had a little cuddle um yeah I couldn't not see him on my birthday yeah of course of course yeah he's he's a very special little thing very dear to our hearts he's just he he came along at the right time when when Owen Flo passed away um because he was so different to them Mm. um in in his nature and yeah just such a little character Oh, he sounds hilarious. Those stories he are is. so funny. <laughs> next, like surely there can't be anything else. But then yeah, he just pulls yeah. one out of the bag. <laughs> He's like a little comedian. Yeah, he is, and he doesn't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> does his thing. <laughs> too funny. Um, you also have a little black and white uh, cat visitor who comes to say hello in the garden. Is that right? Yeah, so we moved in, and as soon as she came in the garden, sort of Martin said, "Oh, there's a cat." I was like, "Oh, where?" Like, go running out. <laughs> <I'm> like, yes. <laughs> um, and she is just gorgeous. She's so oh, affectionate. Yeah. When she gets really excited and happy, she dribbles, and <laughs> it is it's just so cute. Um, got the most beautiful like pistachio green eyes. Um, and yeah, she walks on the little wall, so I'll go out and say hello to her. She's a cheeky little thing though. Um, the window was left open in the kitchen one morning, and I was in bed. Martin had gone to work, and um, I felt this dump on the bed. I was thinking, what is that? <laughs> and she got in from the window and was just sitting next to me, purring on the bed. Oh. Um, I obviously didn't chase her out. I enjoyed a cat yeah. cuddle. Of course. <laughs> um, but no, she's 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 adorable. I was actually really worried because um, the house we bought um, was from an elderly couple mm. um, who unfortunately passed away. And then I was panicking, thinking, oh, God, was it their cat? Because she was oh. so comfortable walking in. So I actually, um, I borrowed a microchip reader from work and scanned her <laughs> back yeah. at home. I called the estate agent as well to say, look, was there any record of any cats? And he said, no. Um, and yeah, like the mark, I just want to clarify the microchip company didn't breach GDPR or anything. They didn't give me an address, um, but they confirmed that it wasn't this address. Okay. That's um, good. So that kind of put my mind at ease. And then I was chatting to one of our neighbors and he was like, yeah, she just walks in all the houses down the street. <laughs> she does. I was like, okay, good. That, that's fine. <laughs> I don't feed her because obviously she is owned. She's she's very well kept. Mm-hmm. Um, she just yeah comes for a little cuddle. Do you know who her owner is? I've got an idea, <laughs> um, but I've, ne- I've they're quite a bit further down the street. Okay, um, but our neighbour's garden it's so wild, it's amazing. So she just absolutely loves it in there. And then I made like a bird bath. Which is her little drinking station. Um, yeah, she's she's a little character, very sweet. Bless. Um, and you recently adopted, or did you foster the little kitten? Are you keeping her for good? 
Dora. Yeah, no, keeping her for good. She's oh, very much um, an established family member now. She's actually put <laughs> herself to bed. I actually, yes. I, I've never known a cat to love a cat bed. Um, yeah. And we got one from, am I allowed to say the name? Is it like a yeah. hashtag ad? No, no, no. Um, I got one from Pup Naps. Um, they don't actually advertise for cats, but if you buy the small one, and she just, I've, she loves it. She will actually electively put herself to bed, and she pulls <laughs> it, she suckles at it. It's oh. I've never known a bed like it. So I would highly recommend for anyone that gets kittens to get it. It's from Pup Naps. Um, get the small, and it's just incredible. Thank you for that. Um, and her name. Yeah, bless. Oh, you need to send me a photo of her. I will. Um, so you called her Dora. Just a wild guess is that after Dora the Explorer? Or... No, it's not. No. Okay. Um, no, basically, I was I was just kind of googling names because I was really unsure, and um, and this name came up, and it's it's basically a derivative of a Greek name that means God's gift. Oh, um, okay. And I'm not religious, um, but I just thought, how how lovely, um, mm. you know, my, my little gift. So, yeah, that's where Dora comes from. But she is an explorer. She just <laughs> doesn't. She's, I call her kamikaze cat. She is crazy. <laughs> she's got no fear. Um, yeah, right little character. So I can't wait to kind of see how she grows and develops. She's a typical tortie. <laughs> oh, bless. Oh, she's a tortoise mm. shell, is she? She is, yeah, beautiful little ginger tippies, and like her markings are stunning. Um, really beautiful, yeah. She's Martin has never had any pets growing up. Ah, okay. Um, and then when he moved into our family home, obviously he met Ollie, and I made it very clear from word go, you know, if you don't get on with Ollie, unfortunately, that's game over, really. Mm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think you know, he was kind of, and I was like, Ollie comes first, you know, if he's on the bed, he's not not to be moved. That's his spot. Mm-hmm. um but actually Martin just fell in love with him um and then when we got Dora he's just obsessed with her <laughs> he was like didn't you know I said to him did you ever think you would love an animal like this he was like no never. yeah like I just didn't think it was possible um but no he's absolutely obsessed with her oh good that always happens yeah they always say yeah oh no but then when it's it comes down like, to it... not to generalize but men with cats Mm-hmm. I find that sometimes they're a bit hesitant with cats. Mm. Um, again, not to generalise for any of the male listeners, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's yeah absolutely fallen in love. Oh, good, good, good. I love to hear a good cat love story, and also I love to hear when people are converted over, like when they're oh, not necessarily cat lovers to start with, and then they end up being like besotted. Like I, I mean, that. as I said, he didn't really have a choice if he <laughs> yeah. had to love a cat. Exactly. So. Oh, trust me. I gave my boyfriend that same advice as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You he now, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He now travels around and looks after all the cats with me. So oh. that's our life. You have to accept it. It's either that yeah, or nothing. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, so are you thinking about getting another companion for Dora? Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. always wanted to, because um, okay. I always had 
who growing up and just you know the dynamic and you know if we're out at least they'll have each other but if they get on each other's nerves they can you know go in one room and, and the other um but especially where she's so young I think it's important to kind of get that socialization in early um especially where her brother passed away so young as well mm. she needs to have that interaction um so I've messaged sort of a number of charities um there's a potential so I'm just waiting to hear back about that so fingers crossed we'll have two just in time for Christmas oh brilliant and that little kitten will be like the luckiest little kitten ever to be living with you (laughs) so spoiled and they're going to be typical you know veterinary staff members cats yeah not very well behaved (laughs) (laughs) always the way yeah (laughs) they rule the roost yeah oh god yeah absolutely Um, I nearly forgot to mention how glorious your vegetables are looking and I had a nose on your Instagram and I'm impressed Rose how did you manage to grow your veggies like that and why do they look so great what do we need to do I've got to, <laughs> I mean I've got to say I, I think it's all in the soil there's something in that yeah. soil I planted courgette I've, I've never grown veg before and the courgette was just monstrous I was having wow. to hack it back every week because it grew so quickly I've never known anything like it it was just bizarre but um tomatoes are a bit of an obsession of mine I grow them every year but um this year I planted 33 seeds not thinking they would all take and they did so I had 33 tomato plants um so I was just giving them out (laughs) to anyone and everyone because it's just too many um and my friend's little boy came round when they were all ripe and it was like a little tomato farm for him I got him picking them all um I mean, I do talk to them. I don't know if that does anything. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's very it's fun. I, I do love growing them and kind of, you know, from seed seed to sow. Definitely. Um, my friend yeah, no special it. tricks or anything. Literally, I think it's just all in the soil that we have out there. Um, yeah. It's a south-facing garden, so I don't know if that has anything mm. to do with it. I think, the, obviously, the weather we've had through COVID mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of it, obviously, it was so hot. Um, so I think that really helped as well. Definitely, definitely. And the sun and the way everything is positioned, I think that definitely um, contributes to to how well they grow as well. Um, I do love a sun, sun-kissed tomato. So, um, oh, yeah, they so are tasty. the best. Mm, I delicious. did uh, my own sun-dried tomatoes. Ooh. Um, they were incredible. Literally, just slice them in half, put yeah. them on an oven tray, sprinkle with salt and whatever herb, and then just put on a low heat for four hours. And mm. yeah, honestly, incredible. Oh, that sounds lovely. Um, and do you, do you grow the little tomatoes or the big ones, or do you just like vary which kind of so tomatoes? It's only been the little ones, but next year I do want to quite try. Um, the big boys mm. the, beef, the beefy the yeah, beefy ones yeah, yeah 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 um so would you say your biggest growing achievement was the courgette then yeah um it was just it was just monstrous <laughs> yeah it, it honestly grew across the path wow because it it's the leaves they're just so huge it was just dramatic mm. um so i would definitely recommend the courgette make sure you because obviously this was just like a little herb patch 
yeah. didn't realize how big it would get so yeah make sure you've got loads of space for those because they okay. are just okay <laughs> and you, you use the flowers as well in some of the dishes don't you yeah i've always flowers. wanted to try it i've always kind of seen them in recipes um but yeah i stuffed the flowers and then fried them and then they were beautiful oh they sound lovely the courgettes actually tasted more courgette when they were small ah, okay um, so yeah but they they come back so quickly when you you know you cut them off and then they just come back the next day it's, it's really yeah but, but yeah I need to come down and get some of that soil because I don't know what you've got down there, but uh, my soil yeah, isn't doing I anything might, yeah. to me. I know, I might get it tested. I'll tell you, no. soil, that's for sure. <laughs> What's been your favourite dish to make um, with some of the things that you've grown? Um, probably the stuffed courgettes, mm. yeah, because that just is something I've always wanted to try. So I just stuffed them with like a ricotta, um, chilli and, and lemon mix. Mm. and then just did a tempura batter and fried them and yeah they were absolutely Oof. beautiful that's music to my ears rose i'm literally yeah, hungry no, gorgeous. Mm. you might need to open your own little restaurant a cat restaurant with cats and and you cat can eat oh that would be amazing <laughs> do <Every> it <laughs> do it um and lastly if our listeners want to find out more about you or ask any questions about you know cats cat adoption fostering with medivet maybe questions about medivet where can they find you online um so have a medivet website um um, i manage the enfield region with my regional director um so i'm kind of on the website i'll put the medivet uh website into our show notes as well so people can click on that and find you well thank you so much for talking to me today no it's been really good yeah and I feel like there's so much like valuable information as well and advice that you've given so I think it'll be really helpful and insightful to a lot of people so thank you so much for sharing all of that no thank you for having me it's been lovely oh good all right then Rose thank you and bye thanks Michelle take care